0: Welcome, one and all, to your Loki podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me from the past is 1970s Pete. Peace, Pete. You're a nowhere man. The Loki
1: podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 202, Breaking Brad, is brought to you by Rigged Tempad. Now, with colorful buttons, I put all over it for you.
0: Pete, just yesterday was Force Friday when we reflected on the season wrap for Ahsoka, pondering the future of the show and leading to much speculation as to where the story is headed. Indeed.
1: Tomorrow, Matt, nay, the future, we'll talk Star Trek Lower Decks, episode 407 on star trek sundays but it's marvel studios saturday today and daredevil and maybe wonder man need to be hashtag saved again
0: astonishing news this week from so many fronts regarding marvel studios the first being that uh, with the resumption of the writer's contract, the writers behind uh, the Daredevil quasi reboot, Daredevil Born Again, were all dismissed. That Marvel is unhappy with the footage they've gotten. That major.
1: Nine ce- episodes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, and that major scenes slash storylines may be entirely thrown out. Some may be reused in montages. Uh, it it's as you know crisis on the bridge as I think the MCU has had at least publicly and ahead of time um, add to it that Marvel in part of the you know no everything's fine how are you kind of moment uh, out in front of the bad news by saying that they've recently discovered that maybe they need to have their own tv department because tv acts differently than movies so maybe movie executives shouldn't be looking over two shows plus one movie um and the most disingenuous thing marvel announcing that they've completely decided to stop (laughs) having head writers and to have showrunners pete this something now contractually required by the wga in their approved contract it was the height of baloney and i don't mean baloney for marvel to suddenly say they're going to start using showrunners.
1: yes um and boo on the outlets that did not call them on that oh you mean the thing you have to do now yeah and i listen i i get it um vincent d'onofrio being asked about this and and trying to quell it this While he is on strike, though, but towing the company line, which was really, really weird, who basically attempted to contextualize this, you know, I've worked in a lot of things and these are talented professionals and these creatives are a brunch away from figuring it out. My question to him would be, do the fired creatives uh, get to eat? nay do they even get a chair
0: look i will grant you in that you know shakespeare and love it it, it, it's a disaster but it always comes together Uh, yes i will grant you that's part of the world of showbiz but again rather unprecedented it's one thing to sit and go oh man in pre-production i thought my character of joe Schmo was going to be this and then by the time we shot the movie it was something else and then they edited out some of the some of the tender scenes and now he's really just a stone cold killer that's one thing but not when you're throwing out months and months of work on a show um I, I, and again pete uh echoes of our uh ahsoka discussion yesterday echoes of you know, sometimes the best movie is the one you don't make. You know, m- maybe the best, by which I mean worst, elements of uh, Daredevil Born Again are now going on the cutting room floor and never going to be seen. And I'd much rather, you know, get rid of the bad stuff and reshoot and so forth. But these seem like preventable problems when you shot potentially, I don't know, eight or nine hours of television and now you're back to the drawing board. It's a whole lot different than a Marvel movie where you go, yikes, third act problems. We need to do reshoots for fifteen minutes of footage to fix it, to fix a two hour movie. So yeah, Marvel Studios definitely with uh, you know, kinda kind of having been punched down a little bit this week. These strikes were gonna be problematic
1: for anything that was in production when the shutdowns happened. However, the way that Marvel had gone about business prior to that and now as you've pointed out mandated to have showrunners and rather than elevate these guys and fix it now more people coming in and they're gonna have to wade through that mess it's bad and and this as loki had stabilized things you know great headlines with the second season premiere You know, thank goodness, Matt, that Werewolf by Night uh, moves from Hulu uh, to
0: Disney Plus
1: in color this coming Friday.
0: Yeah, uh, I may check that out for a couple of minutes. Um, Part of this Marvel Studios uh, reawakening, reflection, whatever, is also the idea, Pete, they've just discovered that people would prefer multi-season arcs where you get to know the characters, not limited series one and done, which was also astonishing to read. Just this notion that, you know, I the the example I always go back and give is like, Moon Knight was a fun journey, but what did it all mean? And what how does it connect to anything else? And why do we care? And so on and so forth. To now know, oh yeah, Marvel was just making one season things. Like, I don't know. As opposed to, Just you wait for the opportunity when Moon Knight is going to come in in Captain America 4 and say, I'm here to save the day. And all of a sudden, it's his magic that can save Doctor Strange in the next Avengers movie. Like, no, it's just they made a bunch of stuff and saw what would happen. That that sense that we've gotten, turns out that sense was true. And it's just mind boggling.
1: Let's look into the glorious purpose of this episode. Loki and Mobius step out of a time door wearing tuxedos in an alley in London 1977 on the Sacred timeline. And Loki immediately senses Sylvie is not there because it doesn't feel right. It's too safe. There's no war or apocalypse. Mobius says maybe she's changing her approach, but the fact remains they got a hit on a ten pad that belongs to hunter x5 uh at least it did before it went dark which loki points out could have been sylvie finding him first they turn the corner and arrive at the premiere of the zaniac starring someone named brad wolf a man arrives in a limo to walk the red carpet and it's x5 Inside, Loki asks if he's really an actor now, and Mobius floats the possibility he's undercover as X-5, a.k.a. Brad Wolf, schmoozes the Hollywood press. Mobius pretends to be one of them as he asks about a sequel, and X-5 says they'll catch up, but Loki boxes him in. He says he needs to catch them up and they'll do whiskeys but then he runs
0: indeed he runs a nice little action set piece here Uh, as soon as he exits the building crossing paths with a uh, similarly 1970s attired b-15 the chase continues down alleyways and stairs got some magic blasts and so forth ultimately brad is cornered in a quasi subterranean kind of corner here uh but he uses his time devices to zip away uh and indeed loki kind of looks after him loki not exactly running after brad cornered by london's ruffians a lot of <laughs> au um and they're slowly surrounding him he jumps towards a pipe starts to swing it some people dive out of the way contact is made or rather not made for his uh it is loki's magic which has created these uh drones if you will there's also copies of loki throughout the uh the crowd here pete i think back to secret invasion and how much summertime sort of can you tell us how this scene with multiple copies of a guy was done it's such a moment and everybody that was uh, a key part of the interviews here uh, it just works it's not presented as in, as a set piece moment it's just multiple copies of loki love that we see brad cornered against the wall uh, we had seen from the from the previews how loki's shadows gain the loki horns but here are the shadows coming to life and pulling off of the building grabbing onto him great visual no notes Everybody in charge of this show needs to be in charge of more MCU shows.
1: Yeah, particularly like the way as Mobius shows up here, a little over the top, don't you think, with the shadows talking to the wrong Loki doppelganger here and thematically what this episode begins to play around with, whether Loki Still has villainous intent or not as we head into the title card back at the TVA X5 is now in a jumpsuit clad with a time collar as B-15 and D-90 haul him to holding where Mobius and Loki wait outside B-15 asks him what he did to the tempad, and he claims he put some colorful buttons on it for them. Uh, they put him in and B15, says he'll talk once he's had time to marinate. She wants them to have OB check out the tempad. Take us to AR, Matt.
0: Uh, we see down in AR, Mobius and Loki entering this wonderful space here. Uh, OB is making a retrofit device that can let the loom handle all the branches. So, carryover from last week and certainly set up for next week. As for the tempad. Oh, sure. Obi can jump in on that. Uh, and just this wonderful wide eyed presentation here uh, from Kihi Kwan. No irony from Obi here. Which one should he do? Uh, prevent a temporal meltdown by focusing on this loom fix or uh, worry about why the tempad looks different? Um, let's fix, let's prevent rather a temporal meltdown, uh, meltdown both men say we go up to the hq offices tva hq office area open design of course casey whispering about renslayer causing pete i only realized this on the second view causing b15 to give us a little story recap about renslayer betraying everyone running uh, but no casey can't find her he did find something else we're going to find out what that something else is when they meet up with Loki and Mobius. But first, Pete, take us to Loki and Mobius working on the modded Tempad.
1: Yes, at a desk here trying to decrypt the TVA guidebook instructions that Mobius compares to gibberish, possibly even upside down, about the Tempad getting nowhere when B-15 brings Casey to tell them Miss Minutes is helping Renslayer, thus explaining the... AI's radio silence. Loki tells them about the recording he heard in the past of the conversation between Renslayer and he who remains great line out of B 15 here. She really is full of surprises.
0: I, I think I know what that original line was. And somebody <laughs> said, we don't say that in, in Marvel. Um, But yeah, a, just a great, I, again, to to use the fantastic geek phrase, there's such effortless exposition here. You kind of step back and realize how much is how much is recap, how much is doing kind of story work and so forth. But it feels in the moment; it feels authentic, uh, and that's that that's a hallmark of some good some good writings there.
1: Mobius asks where they are, but Casey isn't sure, uh, and will keep searching and asks what they're working on. X5 claims that this modded Tempad blocks their trackers, but Casey says that's not true. Uh, Everybody else will make a big run now at Brad Wolf to try to get him to tell them uh, that, as well as the whereabouts of Docs and Sylvie. But Mobius outside holding recaps that X5 knows their tactics. So that's what makes... For an interesting chess match. Uh, But he cautions them. About letting. X5 under their skin. They enter. And ask what he was doing. On the timeline. When Loki confronts him. That there are lives at stake. X5 taunts him. About trying to make up. For the terrible awful things. He and Sylvie have done. That only ever make. Things worse for Mobius, B-15, even his mother. He tells him to stop trying to be a hero because he's a villain and he's good at it. Do that. Loki taps into that and gets all up in X-5's grill to ask where Sylvie is, who tells him he's too obsessed about. Mobius waves Loki off. It makes a knock-knock joke about Brad's time in showbiz before X5 gets under his skin about his life on the timeline. Instead of embracing this nothing-nowhere-man existence at the TVA, ultimately causing Mobius to snap and slap him, Brad wins this round, as Loki takes Bobius out to regroup, and they wind up in the TBA automat for some delicious-looking key lime pie.
0: This scene with Brad, I think, among other things, a nice reminder, you know, after two and a half years, Loki, our hero, is back, and the beloved Tom Hiddleston is back and so forth. A nice reminder of the fact that he's got a villain aside, um, perhaps setting up difficult choices, to remain uh you know in the remaining episodes and so forth add to it this speech of malice from Loki it's so wonderfully performed by Tom Hiddleston the performance and the dialogue really blasting through the screen in what is ultimately just a Loki is a bad guy monologue um you know it's as simple as that but it doesn't feel like that it's just it's just wonderful uh and as you mentioned uh there they end up in the auto mat love that little extra detail of the candied lime on top of the key lime pie also pete don't want to take anybody out of the scene but i know eating scenes are always uh, a challenge for actors uh because you know if you need to do 10 takes you need to do 10 bites and so forth go back and rewatch. hiddleston largely pushes whipped cream around on his plate uh, and does a lot of fork acting you know, like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna pick up the fork because a normal person would eat. But however, Mobius, that's a good point. Point fork at you. None of it is over the top. Indeed, Pete, it's subtle. It's sublime. This scene. Ow! There we go. I mean, as unnatural as the green to the
1: filling looks. Okay, in an episode that has pie as two plot points. Um, yeah, I still want to eat this. And uh, not, not enough automats left, um, you know, just completely within the aesthetic of the TVA. We had seen it in the credits, seen the pie. So now we get to it in the second episode. Um, and uh, also here that Loki as a series is at its best. There were three talky Scenes in this episode uh, that, you know, not a lot is essentially said or happens. um, But this show is at its best when it allows characters to have conversations and make discoveries throughout the course of those conversations. Here, this one being Loki's concern for Mobius, uh, Loki admitting rage builds up and joking about how he let it all loose at the battle of new york um and loki asking mobius about not wanting to visit his real life on the timeline that pete will talk about his theory of connected with the key lime pie a little
0: later on if nothing else i think it's clear that the story the story has now brought up the life mobius has not had and, and it'll continue to discuss it uh, a little bit i believe but uh clearly planting some story seeds for the future um mobius hammering home he's happy now and a really kind of poignant moment um he's happy with things now if he finds out that his um original life or preferred life whatever it might be is actually better than that takes away from his existence now and so forth Uh, but the conversation goes back to x5 aka brad uh did he really not find sylvie no way a hunter of that quality did not locate sylvie before quitting on the job so well pete on that note we head to the loom control room or what i'd like to call the control loom if you will (laughs) uh, where there's an alarm voice ob is there with the device he was making in the prior scene um He'd well, like it's to...
1: actually the uh, temporal aura extractor that now has uh, a ring around it.
0: Ring around posy? Um <laughs> The takeaway here, Obi would like to hook it up, but it's clear that he lacks the computer access, something that we're going to get some more info on. Uh, but not before we head back to Loki, Star of Loki in Loki.
1: Yes, X5 reclines in holding... When Loki returns and Mobius wheels in a device through the submarine door, they have to lift it. Um, He asks where B-15 is and Mobius tells him she won't be attending this session, prompting him to ask if they think he's going to believe they're going to torture him. They plug this machine in, and Loki reminds Mobius they need the controller. When he leaves, Loki locks the door, however, and Mobius tells him to open up. Loki produces the controller as Mobius protests outside, and uh, Loki reminds X5 he's a villain and turns that machine on, crushing the stool in the middle of the room. He then encases X-5 in a similar time cube and continually decreases its size. Loki doesn't buy X-5, bailed on the search for Sylvie. Eventually, he admits Sylvie has a new life on a branch, and Loki releases him from midair. Mobius enters and acknowledges Loki was acting out their plan as the god of mischief they want x5 to show him where sylvie is
0: a highlight of this scene in which i think a slightly jaded person would say fine loki just had a prior scene where he said yes i'm a bad guy and tom hiddleston performed it wonderfully but i don't really think loki is gonna squish a guy to death and have him explode in the box here in the moment The music, as that box is shrinking, the music is really singing to say Loki's about to do this, audience, and then the sound effects kind of have cracking joints, you know, whether it's whether it's you know knuckles or you know whatever it is that 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 is the source. It's just this very visceral, you know, the music, the sound effects are selling us on a thing that I think most people in your logical part, in the logical part of your brain do not think it's about to happen, but emotionally, you know, they're selling us that uh that it is. The three men now together, uh, we're gonna go find Sylvie, but we go back to that control room, where uh Casey and B fifteen have arrived. They see OB, the man that wrote the manual, the manual that Casey loves. This had me wondering, Pete, if maybe there are Star Trek lower decks fans involved with Loki because now casey a real fan of engineering um <laughs> or sometimes maybe it's just what where's he typecast <laughs> <laughs> um casey would like ob's autograph please but wait hold on what was that that ob was saying when he entered the room from the the neat stairwell down we're all going to die yes update on that the containment doors are locked they will remain locked they can only be unlocked by the designer who is that luckily b15 reminds us he who remains Uh, We are stuck here, unless, of course, Miss Minutes can be convinced to help. Uh, That's right. Casey says all they need to do is take a rogue AI and have it act kindly towards them in a week where uh, the Casey actor had a Star Trek Lower Decks episode with the very similar (laughs) plot that also premiered on the same day as this. What? Mm -hmm. What? What is going on? Obi will build a device
1: but if they can't find a way in it won't batter needing this live scan of the temporal aura of he who remains Mobius and Loki arrive outside the McDonald's in Broxton, Oklahoma 1982 on a branched timeline X5 tells them to go in and he'll just you know, he'll just head back to the TVA and Mobius wants to know why he's so jumpy he claims he doesn't want to be around a variant who killed four hundred of their coworkers. Loki has to find out, though, what Sylvie knows. Inside, she has become a model Mick employee, but suddenly becomes sullen at Loki's presence. X5 still wants to leave, and Mobius isn't going anywhere until he gets some of that nineteen eighties. Old school, deep fried apple pie. He ain't talking about this facsimile you can find out of Vicky D's today. Okay, Uh, if there's a ding on this episode, Matt, it's that they do not address the difference. And additionally, that he doesn't um, burn the roof of his mouth with its nuclear filling.
0: The sense memories of that apple pie were so visceral, and uh, Pete, we've recorded a lot of podcast stuff in the last couple days, including some of it time uh, time spoiler alert, some of it slightly (laughs) out of order relative to the way it's releasing, so I can't remember what's been a Matt and Pete discussion, what's been a podcast discussion, but I did not know that McDonald's has stopped serving that. Famous apple pie, except for in parts of California. and uh,
1: for 20 plus years, you have not been able to get it. There are a couple places, California, you can get it in Hawaii. But really, if you're eating that in Hawaii, why are you in Hawaii? Um, at least on vacation. But yeah, bring back, you know, they bring back the McRib. They're, they're bringing it back again this year. Thank goodness, Matt, after the pantomime of of saying it was on its farewell tour. I get it marketing they need to bring back as a promotional event the uh mcd pride apple pie okay
0: if only there was a promotional tie-in to loki oh wait Uh there was in the summer when the show was originally supposed to come out because i'm telling like pete you you are you are uh you are a more svelte fellow than i am however i have not been in I have not eaten McDonald's food in probably 20 years. I'm one of those people who... Wow.
1: I ate a Big Mac. I ate my first ever Big Mac last night. Wow. Riding the wave of nostalgia from this episode. I'm like, hey, let's let's get some Mickey D's tonight. First ever Big Mac. And the, the physics of that bun in the middle, of course, made the thing slide all over the place. So, yeah. I'm just
0: biding my time till McRib is back. Uh, I maybe I'll try a McRib uh, when I, I mean I've had it back in in yes. ancient times. You, you had a that.
1: McRib with me when it came back after a
0: lengthy hiatus in the early part of last decade. Wow, that um, might that was probably the uh, aside from the occasional McDonald's uh, shake. I, I will admit to that, but I, I I've not eaten. Okay. Is a shake a food or a drink?
1: Uh, it's a. I know they like classify it under a a treat or whatever. I teased last episode. We talk about you know some more McDonald's in this one. Okay, kind of shocking that they've not you know we've not seen a McAshtray anywhere on oh, any of these tables. Um, that's the that also, that's Disney
0: for you, right?
1: Right. Also, that um, you know, birthday parties were a routine thing at this time um, at McDonald's, uh, and the the cake they would make that came out in a in a um, a foil tray essentially that was about an inch deep with uh, vanilla frosting. Another core memory there of the the number of birthday parties that I attended at McDonald's and then uh, got trapped in a uh, Merrimack Cheese out front in the play place.
0: Um, I'm looking at the history here of McDonald's play places because, of course, this um, the one at the McDonald's has seen in Loki, which I'm assuming is a is a set built in the UK. Uh, did not include a play place. And I'm only realizing I missed it now. Uh, I, I have fond memories of that that Mayor McCheese that had the vertical bars. So kind of also looked like a prison yes. type <laughs> motif. I distinctly remember that. Um, what 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 a journey of nostalgia. And again, if only there had been the ability to um, take the. Loki mcdonald's tie-in and redate it to be in line with when the show released and that's i'm gonna assume that's more difficult it's you know easier said than done there's probably another in fact let me ask you pete as somebody fresh mcdonald's yesterday is there another major promotion going on is it i don't know whatever is, is it for the taylor swift the movie the concert what is there a promotion going on now at mcdonald's so uh
1: fun fact i will do everything I can to not eat in McDonald's if I'm, I'm going to eat McDonald's. So I do the old pull up to the curbside and they bring the thingy out and then I eat in the comfort of my own home. Uh, So I did not notice and it was the quickest they ever brought it out, which was crazy. Um, Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big app boop. It's done, and uh, it, it comes out to my vehicle. What a country!
0: And you know what, Pete? In the effort of uh, truth and justice and the American way, I do want to amend my statement. The last time I ate at the McDonald's was uh, on a trip to Virginia in 2016, and then prior to that, it just jumped into my head. Prior because we we ate in there, and it kind of was like, you know, those plasticky, nay, slightly greasy tables and so forth. Um, the haze of beef fat in the air, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> um,
1: now there there's a lot of screens and everything, and it strangely feels even more dystopian. And I know <laughs> there's this push in part, you know, the the inability, and then the narrative of no one wants to work that they. You know, oh well, we'll just have screens, and then you know your order slides down a chute or whatever. I'm I'm glad that at least the participation I had with them yesterday, an actual human, you know, grabbed an order and at least earned a paycheck for bringing it out to me.
0: And watch this seamless transition, like Sylvie working <laughs> behind the counter, who shares this long look with loki as he steps in uh their the label they will be able to really talk in five minutes which is sylvie's break um hold on pete i do have one more nostalgia mcdonald's question versus whatever are sure. there regularly american flags outside of mcdonald's or is that something that one does when one is building a fake mcdonald's <laughs> in the uk it,
1: it doesn't seem
0: out of Place to me um you know even
1: just noting the exterior shot when she goes and sits on the tailgate of the ford ranger pickup that they found somewhere in the great britain um to the underside of the terracotta you know awning um and the way that it has the lights embedded on it i mean that's that's a masterful exterior set at recreating what it looked like at those mcdonald's in the 1980s and just you know how the design aesthetic now
0: is essentially this is a place you do not want to eat in um i'm looking at google maps right now obviously in the 2023 um at the street view of the mcdonald's I'm assuming you went to the McDonald's closest to your home. Yes. So I'm looking at Google maps at that one. And if I'm reading this correctly, the street view was taken in 2019. Pete nary an American flag in this. Macadam and concrete. Spot in this restaurant that is slate. But I think it,
1: it tracks for the era. I I think that that would have been. Of the time. Um, for the experience.
0: You I you, you may well uh, could be months. right. Um, just a real quick Google image search for 1970s McDonald's. I'm seeing two flags in the first two. So there you go. I, I can imagine the New Jersey state flag
1: and the American flag being flown next to the play place <laughs> as I was encased in Merrimack cheese. Um. Filled, filled with uh, six of the the finest reconstructed uh chicken nuggets
0: see i was always a cheeseburger and and, and big mac (laughs) kind of guy um which pete i know this i know that uh within the scene here as they speak on that uh on that pickup truck loki says that he's there because there has been a problem uh, having his having been pulled through time he's seen the future he says past and present and future but he highlights the future where he saw sylvie at the tva he needs to know why does this mean that the future has been written uh sylvie wonders because with the death of he who remains that seems impossible i have to say ooh, you know action fun um you know mcu in its prime sort of thing here where there's you know sci-fi magic and this and that the other i had not stopped to think about the the philosophical notion that we may have seen the end of the season or certainly we've, we've seen the future and whether that is fated. You know what Ouroboros means, right? Uh, refresh my memory. That's the snake that eats its tail. Well, there you go. Um, Loki hammering home this new understanding of things that, that the TVA is in fact the only defense against the risk of uh, a return of not that they call him Kang, but we know him as Kang, uh, or the, perhaps the possibility of multiple Kangs.
1: Yes. And, you know, floating the possibility that she can enchant him so she can see it, but she wants nothing uh, to do with it. Um, and Loki uh, says that without the TVA. Everything this existence you're fond of here is in danger. Meanwhile, Mobius enjoying that old school apple pie and X5 a shake, but he still wants to get it to go. And Mobius becomes suspicious as the conversation between Sylvie and Loki is wrapping up. She wants to get back to work. And Mobius brings X-5 out, who admits they're all going to die, including Orange Shirt, who's headed into the McDonald's. Uh, And Sylvie uses her power to see Docs preparing to bomb every branch. Sylvie changes her appearance back, and she'll show them where to go as Casey and B-15 see targets pop all over the branches back at the TVA.
0: Loki, Sylvie, and Mobius go to the Docks Bomb Center, uh, which. What is is
1: this space, man? I cannot.
0: Oh, it is. Previews.
1: I thought it was like, um, a blimp, maybe. Okay, and there are rowboats, there are ropes, the windows. What is this odd location?
0: I have no doubt that it is a former um blimp uh location in the uk i think that we've seen it in many other productions uh austin power the second austin powers came to mind i have not researched this although i'm on the website right now um there is what is
1: it supposed to be where are
0: they oh i don't pete i don't think it matters where are they or when are they i think they found a they found a spot that could be used for such things um (laughs) I, I don't know that the Cardington Airfield hangars, that that is where they filmed this, but we have seen the Cardington Airfield hangars used in the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, Justice League, um, Squid Game, The Challenge. Like, it's I, I, I would bet that's where it is, although frustratingly, Wikipedia is not showing interior pictures of it at the moment. Um, but I, I think it's just one of those spaces where particularly seeing as how it's i'm assuming that the way it's lit is rather natural like it's got this thin exterior whatnot to me it's just this great open space and it's a great
1: space i just wish i had some context for like oh we're in 1910 wherever that's where we decided to go and make our temporary base of operations um but here they watch Dox's troops enter time doors to conduct the unseen bombings, Matt, because that saves on your special effects budget when you can just show wavy lines on a computer graphic going away. Sylvie says the timelines are connected to a central control panel where Dox is uh, orchestrated. Hey,
0: there, there it is over there. It's it's an end point that we can run towards.
1: As Loki and Sylvie attack, Dox tells her troops their mission is compromised and to set off as many unseen bombs as you can. (laughs) Uh, B-15 and Casey try to stop it Uh, on their end. Loki and Sylvie join hands and obliterate doors and bombs being brought to those doors which also don't really have much explosive power past the uh, green energy that they're struck with later after the uh, plot has been foiled, Mobius hands doc over to D 90 and asks if they have all of her loyalists. He says all, but the ones who escaped. So no, (laughs) the, the answer is no,
0: (laughs) But 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 PR or corporate speaked cor- corporate speeched into a yes, but
1: <laughs> B15 tells Mobius they should get back to the TVA. He tells Loki they need to return. and Sylvie reluctantly follows after a beat, uh, where they watch the branches fall off the monitor. B-15 laments the loss of lives, and Sylvie sees this cost, it weighing on her expression there. A device trills, and Casey has a hit on Renslayer's time pad. Evidently, the number of branches pruned has now cut down on the search. Loki tells Sylvie there was nothing they could do, and she tells him The broken, rotten TVA is the problem. And she will return to her branch, if it's even still there, spoiler, it is, where she sits on the hood of her truck at night as her manager, Jack, asks if she'll be in tomorrow as his mom is on the way to pick him up. Sylvie then produces a piece of He Who Remains glowing tech as the episode ends hey oh wow 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 Wow. oh man i feel like
0: wow wow indeed and let's blow some minds with some theories pete let's start with this a downer of an ending one that clearly the show was going for it there's a beautiful staginess to how we have the final um loki loki the character scene kind of with all the extras and with the cast kind of all paused in their shock it's kind of like a stage moment almost where it's like you know but can we ever and everyone kind of <laughs> stares out as the lead actor kind of walks a little bit towards the front of the stage we just kind of hold 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 the moment on stage before cutting to black uh, again all that a compliment um, and then you add to it kind of this wistfulness with, with Sylvie there um, how, how, so I guess w- my question is this how do you think we are going to be picking up the next episode when, when indeed all these lives of these people have been destroyed and we're all terribly shocked
1: well we have a need now for he who remains we have to get him to scan his temporal aura so that we can get at the time loom so there's direct connection and that sylvie has this piece of technology i think it's kind of like a watch we've seen it before it's in the credits it was uh on his desk uh, at the end of time um it has three primary wavy lines across it Um, maybe it's been referred to as, as
0: his tempad.
1: Maybe. I, I don't know. We've not been told. And I, I went down at click hall trying to figure out like, what is this? And and we don't have any kind of term for it or really any understanding of it. Um, so it's, it's just a piece of his tech at this point, but she hasn't, she took it obviously after she killed him. Um, and uh yeah, it's got to be a key to his whereabouts, a variance whereabouts, the variance whereabouts uh, yeah. Um, but for me, with the episode having action occurring on both the sacred timeline in 1977 and in London, imagine that when they film there. and then uh, on the branched timeline, as well these differences so she goes back to a branch timeline which evidently did not get bombed out of existence that's still there um so you've you've cut down like we said looking for Renslayer, whose shadow remains long two episodes in still not shown up and now her connection to he who remains um known by all of our characters
0: yeah it certainly is uh an episode that that advances the plot mightily on this topic of the remaining branch timeline or timelines it'll be interesting to see what they do with it in the next episode is it just story convenience that sylvie needs some place to go back to I will grant you, this episode does make clear not every branch timeline has been bombed. Um, So I'm not saying that it's um, disallowed under the rules that we get for this episode, that sort of thing. Um, It'll just be interesting to see, you know, like the graphic that we see at TVA headquarters. It's gone from, you know, a near countless amount to sort of ambiguous. Like, look, some are definitely gone and some are kind of retracting. So again, it'll just be, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Um, I will, I will echo what you're saying that if the, um, you know, there's the, uh, the, the belief, the theory, the, the, the whispers, the Jonathan majors is in three of the six episodes thus far. I mean, I assume that's in the flesh and not in voice, um, or statue form. Like is, is that a credit (laughs) in that first episode? His, if, his voice if,
1: was there as well yeah. it's got to be right does, does that count
0: i mean i don't i don't know what like you know the, the 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 sag rules are and things of that sort to my mind with the with the rumor that he appears in three episodes i feel like voice is not an appearance and likeness is not an appearance although you know here we are back with some of the things that the you know the sag after is fighting for like if you do a scan of jonathan majors does that mean you own him in perpetuity uh, but i digress into uh into strike stuff we know by virtue of the uh quantum mania um secret scene that we're going to get victor timely and and all of that i'm looking forward to that we're also going to get you know i another version of him maybe to be the one to unlock the loom or maybe that's the re. maybe next week they go back to victor timely in order to get him since all the copies are the same as he who remains um again it'll be I, i'm curious to see how all of this gets uh threaded together particularly with the temporal loom
1: yeah and that you've got obi working to fix this but can't get at the thing without he who remains so how do you get this live scan of his temporal aura right i i think this device that sylvie has is gonna lead her back uh to the tba or perhaps loki goes to her in search of any kind of clues and they will use this to pinpoint him
0: regardless i think this notion of three episodes with jonathan majors i mean can we can we at this point one third through the season can we assume he's going to be the big bad at the end of it like that there he is at the end of episode 206 triumphant in some in some form um i'm not sure uh any other theories that you have pete
1: yeah how did brad how did x5 become an actor yeah he's he's good with gab but he's not super believable
0: um i mean advanced knowledge of the future and advanced knowledge of the universe could be some answers here's maybe an emotional answer aren't we to assume that this was his original path and therefore i mean look i'm not saying that like you know there are those who are natural actors and don't need to do any training or anything like that um we'll we'll, we'll leave malcolm gladwell out of the mcu and the Ten Thousand hours out of the mcu right now uh for the moment but isn't it more that he was just stepping back to the person he was supposed to be maybe it was not you know brad wolf superstar but there he is you know what was it 1979 that he popped into you know maybe it's maybe it's 1975 or 1974 that he originally went to and he's been living these last bunch of years going from young man trying out for the high school play or whatever and then living (laughs) you know taking that maximizing that to be this this great star of serious cinema pete
1: i mean it's i think the most believable of the possibilities for sure um i mean matt will will there be a zaniac too
0: <laughs> um heck i would even take some zaniac like you want to do you know here, here's the zaniac trailer or something as a as a secret scene or as a on some an footage? Extra Disney plus yeah <laughs> um on that particular topic did you think that mobius's idea of there's going to be a sequel for the fans in the sequel season of Loki. Was that a little bit of a wink to us at home who helped make this possible?
1: Not painfully so. I, I thought that was fine. Um, You know, not quite clear on whatever a zaniac is, this, uh, what, is, what is it described as uh, horror uh, film, though, but the transition from that to Loki using some not so friendly techniques here. You know, the, the doppelgangers with the horns, the shadows tapping into that. And the, the specter raised in this episode that he's not gone legit, that it's just another con that he is who he is and will always remain that way.
0: It's perhaps one of those questions that will be more clear when we're done with, you know, at at later points in the season. Um, and so forth i do think in light of um in light of him acting a bit tougher in this episode and that being the thing that gets the information and allows the plot to move forward i have to wonder was there maybe a discussion in the uh, uh Pete did marvel even call them writing rooms or was it just you know chimpanzees type it words until wow. we fire you you know um <laughs> but maybe it was like i mean look i think back to the season one finale which I think everyone really enjoyed it. I know you and I did. If you want to give constructive criticism that the finale featured, the star of the finale was uh, Kang, and then the person acting against Kang mostly was Sylvie. So Loki is kind of there action because he's so good and you want to flex the Loki bad muscles in this season and episode 202 is the place to do it because then he can torture psychologically torture this bad guy. And, you know, like I, maybe, maybe that was kind of the discussion point that maybe Loki was at risk of veering too good. So now it was time to, uh, in breaking Brad being, bring back bad for Loki.
1: This <laughs> minutes helping, uh, Renslayer clarified for all who were involved in the episode as well. um, we know that we have more Miss Minutes coming. Have to imagine that we will see that in the next episode.
0: Did you know, Pete, that via Instagram direct messages, you can be messaging Miss Minutes? Yes,
1: I, I did. I've seen it on Facebook as well. And it it's cute, uh, but I, I want it in a story sense at this point um, and, and to get that to come across. Uh, but Matt, I think I've cracked where Mobius is from on the timeline.
0: Well, C do tell us
1: <laughs> the the pie. I think is a is a key uh, line. Um, I I think he's from Florida, and I think when we visit the C do the jet ski dealership that that's where it will be
0: uh pete i i, I want to reassure all our listeners that uh both see that or rather should i say neither see do nor mcdonald's are giving us any money <laughs> i've never until to until just now i've never looked up to see how much a personal watercraft would cost. Do you know how much a 2024 sea do Spark or Sea-Doo Spark Tricks with 2X? Do you know how much either of those would cost? You want to give me a ballpark? I, I looked in the 90s when I was interested of maybe
1: getting one as to what they cost, and back then I know it was like, wow, these are far more expensive than I would have figured. So <sighs> let's say $17,000
0: the sea dew spark which is a which is a rec light version as opposed to recreation i am assuming the sea dew spark is the entry level $7,000 the spark tricks $9,000 affordable
1: than i would have thought Yeah. yeah there you go
0: um it's not really up my alley but uh there you go one to one the biggest two. issue
1: people tend to run into them is uh well you need a you need a uh boats uh a uh, captain's license to be able to operate um and all, legally that is and also that people can't tell uh when they're in shallow water and they get ejected
0: <laughs> um so do see do carefully um the notion that mobius is going to be a florida man um (laughs) gee whiz pete if only they could have figured out some sort of filming location in florida that maybe owen wilson's family would be comfortable visiting for several days so he could do some filming um yeah i think that's that that's one to keep an eye on owen wilson is from texas so I'll, i'll say you're probably right for florida but maybe the Maybe, uh, you know, maybe Texas as well. Coastal Texas. So it
1: seems this <laughs> meltdown with now the blast doors unable to open will lead us to the future where Loki gets pruned and Sylvie's looking for him. Despite her insistence, she'd never return to the TVA, which she did in this episode and apparently will do down the road.
0: Um, yes, and I must confess, I don't recall who we had discussed as options for uh who pruned him. May I propose that you would not have a time loop if it is later in the chronology, if it is future Loki who self prunes himself, Pete, I think maybe Disney would be okay with some self pruning. I'm not quite sure. Um, but but it could be that that future as long Loki as it's tastefully done, right? <laughs> Absolutely, it, It's an artistic show. Um, so maybe it's Loki who prunes himself, and then once present Loki, who was pruned, exits that scene. Um, who is left there? But future Loki and future Sylvie for uh, an emotional moment and a, a kiss while lights explode and sparks fly and that sort of thing
1: so what about these docs loyalists that they do not have and hence have gotten away
0: i think it's really wise that you're zeroed in on the fact that the episode gives us this notion of success by the way it is a weird it's a slightly weird cut and that's not really a criticism. Um it's a slightly weird cut where the fight has concluded and then there's a like a quick cut back to the TVA and then we are back at the you know, Docs HQ where people are being uh, being arrested and taken away. Like it's if you kind of go back and look it's we are clearly through through the medium of editing we're clearly advancing in time. I wonder if maybe there was a scene that didn't work or something. I don't know. Um, but again, though though we end on this negative of all these people have been pruned and killed, um the success of the stop docs um operation, that is clearly successful. We have the impression of success, but as you were saying, some people have gotten away. And it's, it's one of those things where let's hang some theory hats on it right now, or are we gonna discover, oh yeah, they ended up not doing anything with that. Um could go either way, but I feel like let's keep an eye out for some of those loyalists out there to be future, you know, baddies.
1: Time to hear what you think.
0: We go to Twitter, Pete, where people were able to rate this episode and to do so quickly before the ever-decreasing cube crushes you uh percentage of people gave it one star mcdonald's every day 7.4 percent two stars it's me in the box 3.7 percent three stars fun bus continued 29.6 percent and four stars the mcu is back 59.3 percent uh and the reply to our post comes from steve Thurberge on twitter who says good stuff i'm a big fan of mobius slash loki as buddy cops There's some weird edits between episode one and two, which left me a bit confused. Next week uh, will be big reveal. Pete, I would ask Steve to uh, let us know via next week's Twitter thread, via email, what were some of those weird edits? I know I just discussed one that, that, that caught my eye. It wasn't necessarily egregious, but Steve, what else is on your mind, man? Yeah, definitely would like those pointed out. Well, Pete, this trip through the time door has been made possible by those who support us on Patreon.com/slash/FantasticGeek, helping make sure our past catalog stays here in the present while helping grow the podcast in the future. Everybody who contributes gets access to
1: exclusive content, all sorts of levels to choose from. It takes just a dollar a month to get you through that time door. Can't contribute. Right now, get yourself over to Apple Podcasts where you can leave us a rating or a review and help us just
0: as much. And Pete, let's keep the conversation going. How can people be in touch with you on social media?
1: You can find me on Twitter, on threads, on Blue Sky, at Peter, p i e t e r j k l r k e t e l a a r 12,600 followers, can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, and Threads, where we are a Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more.
1: Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, all one word with
0: the P and the H. Like it today. We will be back tomorrow, Pete, for Star Trek Sunday, talking about the latest episode of Lower Decks. And of course, back next Saturday for Marvel Studios Saturday as we keep pace here with Loki episode 203. With that, I will say adios to all listeners and give you the final word. Are you still glad
1: we're here?